Welcome to Coffee and Onesies. I'm Nikki. And I'm Chelsea. Today we are going to be talking about parenting options and all the different social media illusions there are out there. So we hope that you're ready to hear all we have to say. So put your onesie hoodie on and grab your warm cup of coffee because we are about to dive in. I'm sure that like at this stage in motherhood while like still early mm-hmm. and I know that like this has come up in passing um you've definitely stumbled across where people are trying to play an opinion in the way that you parent which Ooh, yes you know what I mean like it's like you you hear about it all the time and like you know maybe like unconsciously before being a mother might have had opinions of like I wouldn't Mm -hmm. allow that to happen you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like but like could you share because I mean my opinions of it I feel like are definitely so much skewed now like knowing that you're in there and this is definitely something that you are facing more and more or even like maybe things that you thought about before and maybe how that even shifted as you stepped into this phase of Mm -hmm. motherhood yeah so it's so funny um because I feel like as you said that I was like man so many things came to my mind um but whether it's like certain like unsolicited advice or opinions um that you get from like family or friends mainly from family because I feel like family most of the times it's like they feel like they can just say whatever unless you have like your close friends that feel like family and they'll say things, but it's like, they're, they're courteous of like the way that they say things Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like in a way of love, but I feel like family has like, they'll just say things. And because they've known you your whole life, they like don't really care sometimes if they're (laughs) hurting your feelings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I've been mentioning, um, to certain family members that I'm like oh yeah like I want Everett to be a little travel bug and I want him to like fly and this this and that and I feel like whenever I mention certain things like that they're like oh my god but is he able to fly and I'm like yes babies can fly (laughs) as early as six weeks and I feel like and then like stuff like that rises up and then um I recently started volleyball and I have like a very strict bedtime schedule with Everett and like it's because like he has gotten into this specific routine that we've worked really hard on and even like that like I feel like even building a routine especially if you're talking to like parents from like I guess back in the 90s or earlier they weren't used to that they were just kind of like okay like the kids do kid things and Mm -hmm. let them do you know their thing yeah but me I've always been a very like schedule oriented and like as much as I can plan in life like I love because I feel like with no planning comes chaos and I I can't with that um and you know like there there's a billion different parenting styles like there's parents that love structure there's other parents that are just like no like I have a few friends that are just like oh no I can't be bothered with that but me it's like I thrive in like structure And obviously he's a baby, but like as much as I can plan, 
I want to. <laughs> and um, if I can get him in a good routine, then that's great, you know? Yeah. And um, I'm sure that that will help him. Like, yeah. you know, while, like, maybe individuals would say that he's too young to understand but I feel like this is like the most important mm-hmm. years of his life and like coming into like these weeks and months for like developmental you know yeah. for him to kind of like formulate this I feel like that's only going to assist him in the, in the long run because it's just like innately that's what he's going to be familiar with yeah it's like your sound of your voice or mm-hmm. like he knows you he doesn't you know like in a, in a certain way, he's not like he's going to have a conversation with you, but he does yeah. in his own way. Like, he now understands who you are in his life and who dad is mm-hmm. in his life. So I feel like just as, like, you establishing these routines is equally important. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like even um, – and again, like, everybody's going to have their own opinion on how to raise their kids and how to act and delegate roles and who – are the primary influences. And I say primary influences because a lot of people might be like, oh yeah, it's the mom and dad or it's the parents or whoever. Um, But there's many parents out there, whether it's a single mom, a single dad, a solo parent. um, There's many parents out there that either do it alone or the grandparents do it or this or that. Or there's just like working parents and they delegate everything to the grandparents. Or there's just aunts, uncles, friends, like, you know, there's other people that are the, the main source of like, um, parental influence in Mm -hmm. the child's life. But everything I'm going to share, obviously, it's my point of view as to how we're doing things. Um, And for us, like, we, like, I know that I'm the primary influence, as well as like, my husband. And, um, but Obviously, I'm the one that's, like, with him more. I'm with him 24-7, mm-hmm. sometimes just 23 hours of the, of the day if I, like, go to a class or something. But I'm with him 24-7. I work from home. I'm with him all the time. So I'm going to be, like, that main source of influence. And I feel like – I strongly feel like the first year of life, and everybody always says this, the first year of life is crucial as to, like, establishing certain things. But it is shown that, like, the first six years of life, obviously, that's where, like, your child starts learning things, like, um, because the first year of life, they're not, like, scared of things, per se, and they are still developing their emotions and all that, their feelings, and so the first six years of life, like, they're going to establish, like, things that they're scared of, things that they love, things that they hate, things that they, you know, like, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so detrimental and it's so it's such a vital time in their life that I want to make sure that if I can be there as much as possible to like, you know, help guide and mold him into a kind and generous person towards adding to the new generation, then I want to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, And I feel like not enough people notice that. I feel like a lot of people are just like, Oh, it's it's a kid. Like you know, stick him in front of the TV. Let him let him do its thing. And I'm like, no. Like, there's so much. Like, I love. I love when I was little. I had a like a huge imagination, and it was because like we were raised in a time that 
technology wasn't a big thing. Like, Mm. well, it was pretty non-existent. And so it's like, we didn't have cell phones and tablets and computers and all this stuff. It's like we had go outside, play sticks and rocks, like use your imagination, climb trees. I remember climbing trees was my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Climb trees, read books, like play with your Barbies, play with your brothers, beat them up. Like that was our stuff. And I feel like nowadays, a lot of kids have lost that just because it's like, okay, here's your tablet. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And it's yeah, like, they're like glued behind these things, it's yeah. like strapped to their hands. And I'm not saying anything negative towards anyone that decides to parent like that. That is absolutely fine. But it's like, for me, if I'm able to keep him away from that, like as long as I can, then I would love to do that just because like still to this day and I feel like it's because when I was younger I was so imaginative but still to this day I have a huge imagination like I I have a very active imagination like I'll be walking to Target and randomly be like "Ooh, lava or some I don't even know like I'll just like randomly have like a very active imagination And I think it has a lot to play with because when I was younger, that's all I did. I used my imagination for so much. And nowadays, all these kids, like, they're on TikTok and they're doing all these things that you're like, okay, but how's your imagination? Like, how's this? How's that? And I feel like um, they, you know, it's either it's give me my tablet and let me become a zombie or I will scream my head off, you know? Yeah. It's, but I think that there, it's really important to be able to, you know, you mentioned like your imagination, how intact it is, but that's because, you know, you never lost touch with that inner child. You know, Mm -hmm. you always nurtured that inner child. And I think that a lot of people, as we grow older, they, they instinctively think that like, okay, well I'm a 30 something year old. So I need to like get my act together. I can't like, play around like that but no like we can still use our imaginations we still have this child part of us that needs that Mm -hmm. love that child part never leaves us it just is abandoned by us and I think that that's the biggest part it's like sometimes it can be really difficult to nurture that child part of us but I think that once you kind of get on that same page like you're looking at yourself as little Nikki you know, you're staring at her in the mirror and you're Mm -hmm. giving her like that love that she needs, not making her feel ashamed that like you can have fun and you can be a parent, you can have fun and you can be 30, you can be, have an imagination and play like the the floor is lava and you're 30. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like who, who made this rule that all of a sudden we just can't, you know, be with this part of us that has never Mm -hmm. left us. So I think that by you establishing this and drawing those types of boundaries, again, yeah, you're not like we're not saying a certain thing on anybody who chooses to do differently. But I think that we've really instinctively found this beautiful connection with the way that we grew up of not having and grow. Like I remember climbing trees, loved climbing trees. And I mm-hmm. had a little bigger backpack that I would pack with like coloring books. And sit Aww. up there for hours. And the same thing with like – you know, making a makeshift kitchen outside and my mud pies. And I had like found rusty pots and I would be cooking up mud and soup and I would sneak into the (laughs) shed and put oil and stuff in there. Definitely. I mean, I am disclosure. I did not eat this stuff. I understood that sense, but it was almost like, 
you know, the lost boys and Peter Pan and like yeah. they the food on the table. And then they just imagine that there was food on the table. Like that is such a beautiful part that I refuse to ever lose sight of. And, you know, we, we didn't have that. So I think that like you doing what you're doing to me, I mean, and I'm sure to so many, it makes sense, but yeah, there are a lot of people that like, they, I'm sure like unknowingly will judge you or especially mm-hmm. I would find in maybe an older generation of them of like, you know, I've been there, done that. Like you, you should do it like this. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, and it's, and it's one of those things too, that um, I feel like whenever you share what you're doing, because there's, um, well, Everett's mainly just been around family, but there's certain like let's say family members Mm -hmm. that I'll be like okay well I don't want Everett to be having screen time just because it's not good and they also say like it's not good developmentally for a child under the age of two to have like a lot of exposure to screen time Mm -hmm. and so um I try and tell them I'll be like okay let's not do that but then they all look at me like oh are you crazy or this or that or uh, <laughs> and and I feel like one of those things that um regardless of if you agree or disagree with a parent unless it's like something like I don't know drown my kid that was a little extreme but like unless it's something that you clearly are like uh no <laughs> but um I feel like if they are telling you something and they're trying to do it for the well-being. If it's something that's for the well-being of their child, even if you don't fully agree with it, just go along with it. And, like, just encourage them and be like, wow, that's great. Don't say, oh, that'll be over in, in like, two days. Or, like, oh, you won't hold true to that. It's, like, don't diminish what they're trying to do. Just be encouraging. And if it doesn't if it doesn't hold up, then it doesn't hold up. Yeah. But, it's not like a failure or anything like that. Just be encouraging on what they're trying, what goal they're trying to set for whatever reason, for whatever amount of time. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing is like being encouraging towards one another and remembering that it's not a competition. Like everyone's going to parent or do something a bit differently. Um, but I, I did want to touch on a different subject because I feel like my brain will like bounce around. But a, another part that I really wanted to touch on And I feel like this might be an unpopular opinion with, like, today's parenting culture. And when I found this out, I was literally jealous. I was like, are you kidding me? But, again, everybody has their own styles. But the new thing now, nowadays, is many parents are doing the, I don't want to lie to my child. And it's like, okay, good for you. Um, But they'll be like, I don't want to lie to my child. So... I'm not doing um, Christmas. I'm not telling them Santa Claus brought them the presents. I'm going to tell them I did. I brought the Easter baskets. I brought the chocolate candy. I bought this. I did this. And I'm going to be like, no, I'm lying. And I'm telling you all right now, I'm lying to Everett. I'm not lying. I'm just, I, I hate the word lying. I'm not lying. I'm building his imagination, okay? I'm giving him something to look forward to and something to dream about i'm gonna be the parent that's like santa is coming Mm -hmm. and you need to behave and this isn't that and i'm gonna use santa as like this huge thing that's like excitement and countdown for santa to arrive 
and this is and that and Christmas carols and all this. And I'm going to be like, those Easter baskets? Oh, yeah, the Easter bunny brought those Easter baskets. He came, and I'm going to have this whole elaborate story. Same with the chocolate on the table. Cupid brought those chocolates. He snuck in from the window. This is and that. Like, I'm going to have all these elaborate <laughs> stories, just as I did with my brothers. And it's yeah. because, like, if you don't have those elaborate stories and those things to, like, get your kids excited. And, like, even that story, I saw this video of this dad. And this little boy was asking Alexa, which Alexa can be like a, a, a good or bad thing. But this little boy was asking Alexa. He's like, Alexa, can reindeers fly? Oh, I've seen this one. And then yeah. Alexa is <laughs> like, reindeers cannot fly or something like that. And then the dad gets up and he's like, Alexa, shut up. She doesn't know and what she's talking about. He doesn't know what she's talking about. And the little boy's crying. He's like, why did she say they don't fly? And he's like, I don't know. But it's like, he was so, the dad was so dedicated to that story of like, Alexa doesn't know what she's talking about. There's other reindeers and other regions that don't fly, but Santa's reindeers fly. It's like being on the spot and like, um, my father-in-law always says this, but he says Johnny on the spot, or I think it's Johnny on the spot, Johnny on the spot, and just like thinking quickly and being like, no, this is the story. And, you know, just like being able to engage their imagination and get them excited for all that. And I feel like I know that the new day thing is don't lie to your kids and like. But it's not lying. I feel like it's like you're dismissing their ability to be creative and have an an imagination. And you're also dismissing the parents to want to keep that magic alive for them. It's like, if you have such an opinion, this is like that, that's where I draw the line because I'm right on board with you. It's like, if you have such an opinion, then why are you showing them like Disney movies? Because we could say that those are all fairy tale. So they're probably like your child at the time is like thinking that like this that Ariel is real. Like, she really kissed a frog and he turns into a prince. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there was a glass slipper and fairy godmother. If they want to believe in these things, then let them believe in it. Who are you to say otherwise? Oh, like, yeah. and I just kind of like, I just draw the line there. It's like, because they want to draw an opinion on certain things, but then they're fine with other things that definitely still fall within the same category. I'm like, you can't, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So you got to pick one or the other. So you're either on board and you're going to allow them to explore like we do with everything else in your child to be their individual self. You let them explore how they want to travel that road. Like how Mm -hmm. far do they want to explore their creativity and their imagination? Do they want to imagine that their their room is the north pole like i used to do that all the time <laughs> like you still i love this movie it was called the borrowers and they were like little people that like lived in the house and like and then they would like scrounge around the house and like collect items <laughs> um and i used to like i was so obsessed with this movie i remember like walking out of my room and i'm like thinking like oh it's it's the people their home like that we're living underneath the like the floorboards and when you went outside the trees were actually just stalks of grass and like we're you know I just was like I I loved playing those types of things and I would deeply immerse myself in that idea and even today you know like how many times have you as an adult laid in like a pool let's just say just stared up at the clouds and imagine that you were just like floating in like 
a beautiful ocean and like without a care in the world or laying oh, in <laughs> I lay in the pool and I imagine there's a shark in the pool and I run out. I've done that too. Oh yeah, I freaked myself out before. I used to do that all the time when I was little. Or like laying in the grass and like looking at the clouds and forming like the characters and like forming a story that's happening amongst your eyes. Like I'm I'm like I still do these things today. Like <laughs> So there's just something so beautiful about it. And I, I I definitely am one. I'm like, I cherished those memories of, you know, Santa Claus and, mm-hmm. and that, like, and how we would like feed the reindeers and I'd go outside and I'm sprinkling like glitter. I remember at my Meemaw's house, we were like sprinkling glitter, which she called reindeer food. And we had to do it. That was the only way that the reindeers would know where to land and, you know, uh-huh. in the morning and seeing like the shoe prints from Santa walking in the snow and yeah, all of my cookies like, and crumbs eaten. Like, how do you not want to do that for your kids? It's it like seeing so much their excitement. Yeah. I I feel like like what? How I remember even like with my little brothers, like on Christmas morning, they would run over and like wake me up and they'd be like Santa came, Santa came, and like seeing their excitement and their face, and it's like I always dreamed of the day of being able to see that with like my own kids, mm-hmm. and like obviously this last Christmas, Everett was a newborn, but it's like this coming Christmas, he's gonna be one, and I am like, I can wait, but I'm also like <laughs> I can't wait because I'm gonna be like, oh my goodness, like he'll be able to actually like fat like understand more. And so it's like that excitement of like, you know, doing mm-hmm. all those things. And um, like, again, every parent has their way of parenting, but that's something that I will definitely not be taking a part of. I will be feeding his imagination. And um, I feel like I'm going to be just building his creativity. And I will also be fibbing about if – like he were to be like, oh, this is gross. These vegetables are this or that. I'll be like, well, you have to eat them because if not, you know, when like, I feel like I'd always do this to my brothers. I'd be like, if you don't eat this, then this will happen to you. <laughs> and oh, yeah. And I feel like I always would crack up with that stuff. And it's like, and hey, it gets the job done. They eat it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like uh, I could talk about so many different things on that. But the last thing I did want to touch on is I feel like, again, there are so many like different parenting things, especially, especially nowadays. I feel like there's a bunch that got added to the list with all this new age stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing was something that I always, and this is something that I always said I was going to do. And then now I'm like reverse was I always said I was going to grab like all the little, um, what is it? The little like jars of pureed food. I was always like, Oh, I'm going to grab all of this and feed him the jars of food and this, this, and that. And now Everett is going to be eating food at the end of this month, like purees, which I'm also like, that's another topic that like sore in my my heart. (laughs) But um, yeah, he's going to be starting on little pureed foods. And now that the time's coming, I'm like, no, like I want to take the time to like steam the vegetables and clean them and puree them like I actually want to take the time to do that just because 
what I didn't know before was that those little jars have so much like many preservatives added to them. So if I'm able to like abstain from them as long as possible, I would like to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, 100%. I love- There's loads of pre- it's, it's so interesting. It's like, and I think that anybody who has an opinion on you saying this, it's like, you have oh, to understand yeah. that there's so there many preservatives been. in literally everything that we consume. So even like when you're being conscious about the food that you're putting in your body and looking at those labels, how is that any different than the food that we're going to be putting in our baby's body or even your animals? Like the people yeah. who like read the labels of my animals. I My animals are my family members. They are not like they're not just pets. Like, no, they are. They are family members, and I want to feed them the absolute best food to give them the best longevity of their life, just as I do me. Like, why would I buy organic and non-GMO and, like, get things that don't have all these, like, loaded preservatives and sugars and syrups and all that stuff so I can feel better, but then I'm willing to give it to my child and or my animals. Like, what? Like, that oh, doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> I saw this little slogan. I forgot which um, which brand has this. But I saw this slogan that was, like, treat them like family, feed them like family for, like, dog food. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. That is adorable. And yeah. And I feel like I always think of that because I, there's, again, certain people – that I do that and then they'll be like oh they're just dogs or oh it's just a baby and I'm like no (laughs) yeah exactly like I want them I purposely the way that I cook it's like for me it's like it's not just about necessity I I love cooking I love like making it taste delicious and being creative with my dishes that is me so I want my animals to be equally excited about the meals that I put in front of them so do I give them like little like treats and toppers and do go a little above and beyond sometimes just like like when I'm having a Thanksgiving dinner I'm gonna make them a little something special yes I am a hundred percent that person and yeah if you have an opinion then you just have your own opinion but don't come yeah. raining on other people's parade if you want to be curious with respect and like wonder why I do these things ask a question but don't assume don't pass a judgment like you know like what's best for me I'm not you know we're not reining in on every decision that you're making for what you believe is the best Mm -hmm. for your family so don't do it to other people like I people we're humans treat people like they're humans with kindness unless you see something like see something say something in front of you then you can have an opinion and maybe say something but, like, are you for real right now? Like, don't oh, be coming yeah. in here and trying to tell me, like, what I can and cannot do, what I shouldn't feed them, what I should. If you want to offer advice because I seeked advice from you, then great. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I do not have an advertisement saying unless unsolicited advice welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like with that, like, leading into the social media stuff, because I feel like so many people will post certain things on social media and then you end up seeing them in real life and they'll be like, oh, no, I just did that. I just did that for the gram. And I'm like, oh, so you don't actually, like, feed your child this, like, four-course meal yeah. every oh, day. And yeah, then it's, it's just consumed by these high standards and pressures of false reality. So making people either feel less than or, like, I'm not good enough or, like, must be nice but then they really aren't doing that 
Oh, yeah. I feel like even with, um, I don't know, like, with social media, especially now, like, switching my account, I, I only go on to, like, really send memes or receive memes, but that's about it. I don't, like really like going on and like scrolling through social media anymore mm-hmm. um but I feel like when I go on I'll send you and my brothers like a bunch of memes and then um that's about it and uh but obviously within those memes you get stuck on like the whole real like real real because you mm-hmm. get reeled into watching reels and then you have like all these different opinions and stuff and um And I feel like with that, you either see some accounts that are funny because they'll do like the expectation versus reality, which I love those. Um, And I feel like now it's also some people are are being a bit more real or more raw with like certain expectations on life and like newborns and even just like working life or working moms or um, just like in your 30s or different things like that. But um, I think there's a lot of illusion in, like, I feel like you see certain people that are, like, out and they're our age and they have, like, these huge houses or they have, like, all these things and you're, like, dang, well, how'd you do that? Or, like, you know? Yeah, or, um, like, feeling less than. Yeah, and then you start going on and you compare yourself or you're just kind of, like, um you're getting all these illusions that you're just kind of like, okay, well, am I supposed to be doing this? Or um, I don't know. Or like a lot of people will just post things. Mm -hmm. And I personally know people that like, they'll post certain things on social media about either um, their like life at home or like their babies or whatever. And then it will be like completely the different situation you know Mm -hmm. um so I feel like I think it's a good place to remember that it's like yes we're going on there and sharing the highlights of our life and not many people like go on to like um share like the bad stuff because obviously we're going on social media to kind of like escape um reality Mm -hmm. but remembering that it's like it really is all an illusion (laughs) it's like yeah everybody's just going on there to share like what a glimpse of a highlight in their day or in their week or in their month but it's like we're not seeing the realness or the hardships that they're actually going through like they might have snapped a picture and shared it and like especially for anyone that's going through like um a lot of feelings in their life right now that it's like they might have snapped a picture in a moment that they felt so great and like the sun was out and shining and they were like oh I'm gonna share this picture And then, like, maybe the next day was raining and gloomy, and they were, like, stuck in, like, this very rough episode. And it's, like, obviously you're not seeing that. You're just seeing the picture that was posted yesterday that you're, like, their life is amazing. Their life, like, they they have the perfect life. And I feel like I try and remind myself that whenever I see other people post things because it's, like, sometimes I'll see – someone in like this beautiful extravagant house and they look like they have everything but it's like I remind myself like again we're only seeing a glimpse of their life and obviously I hope and pray that everyone that's posting all these wonderful things they're genuinely doing well um but 
we also, and I'm guilty of this too, of like just escaping to social media um, for, you know, some not yeah. sad things. Yeah, I, and, and I, I completely agree. I think that, you know, social media, you know, life before social media was more relaxing and meaningful. I definitely have to say that because now people turn to social media because of this appearance and this content that makes ourselves look and feel more desirable. Because, like, this illusion shows us, like, how we want to feel in this moment or where we can strive to turn to. But... I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like majority of social media today is like people making their lives look ideal and perfect when in reality, lives are not, their lives aren't really that glamorous. And you yeah. see this, I feel like I see this in celebrities doing it. It's, it's just kind of creating this idolized, idealized version of people's lives that get posted online online. And then it's it's also it's just super unrealistic thing because. The thing is, is that life isn't always unicorns and rainbows. It's not always tropical vacations and mansions and everything is pristine and always put together in your home. Mm-hmm. No, there's always that corner that things are, you felt really dark and you didn't get to clean and your house is probably cluttered and you didn't get those clothes folded and you didn't put, put them away and you haven't done the dishes in two days and that's okay too. But, like, there's not enough of that. Like, I feel like people turn to social media today and they're just looking for the most carefully curated picture that can capture what they want to emulate to their audience. But yeah. then that just spirals because then as an individual, if I'm going there to escape and I'm in a depressive state, I feel so crappy. Like, I feel less than. I don't walk away feeling like I almost go on there and I'm like, wow must be nice like (laughs) like what am I doing with my life like clearly I fell off the 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 success train long ago and you know what I mean and then it just like you start to do this like negative feedback and self-criticism to ourselves and then you start even looking at the people that like are going on there and you know they're like well they're really expressing their opinions when they see that carefully curated photo and they're like bashing and trying to yeah. create so much like animosity and negativity and toxicity and like they're just like just just blowing it up everywhere like so then that gets hard too so you're like like I know that these people are saying a lot of things that might have slowly came into my mind for a moment when I was reading this because I felt bad about myself mm-hmm. being something so glamorous but then you just get sucked in you're like man this just like all of this sucks like like I'm not the only one feeling like this, but like, where is more of those not curated photos? Where's more of the messy corners in our house? Mm-hmm. Where's more of the posts that share vulnerability? Like, it's just weird. I feel like social media, when it came into place, it felt like something different in a way to stay connected. But then now I just feel like I feel so disconnected from what I see on social media most of the time now that I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't really want to go on there like that often. Like I enjoy creating my little reels because they bring me joy, like capturing those pockets of peace. But And we enjoy watching those reels, Chels. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like it just, it's like there's the other things. It's like I just, sometimes I just don't have it in me to like do it. And I know that that fear of missing out is so real and you get hooked into scrolling and you can like, you know, hours can go by, but 
I mean, I'm about to turn 32 and I guess I just like, it's became so saturated with a lot of the same stuff that I'm missing like authenticity. Like I'm missing, where is that anymore? Mm-hmm. Like why are people, we're just, we're just not, we're just afraid to be humans. We're, we're just afraid to be humans that have imperfections. We have flaws and we can share in the same space together with them. Like it's almost like draw a line of like those who have like this picture perfect life. And then those who don't post because they feel almost ashamed. You know what I mean? I just, it gets me like I can go down this rabbit hole forever. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I'm right there with you. And I feel like, um, that's why nowadays I like go on very rarely. Um, and I remember like, I used to put so much thought in like, like too much thought into what I was going to post and it had to be like specifically curated and this and that. And now I'm just more like, okay, like, yeah, this is nice. Or like, I'll still like to put a little bit of effort, but I definitely do not put 80% of the effort I used to put in. Um, But yeah, I think it definitely, um, I feel like using it as a platform to like share your art and share your passion, like how you view the world is so nice. And like how you said earlier, it was supposed to be something to keep us connected, but sometimes it can make us feel very disconnected, whether it be from like other people or from our loved ones. Um, Cause I know that like, even this morning I was watching, I like saw someone's post Um, a friend and I remember just like at first I saw it and I was like getting these thoughts in my head and then I kind of I closed out the gap and then I did a little prayer just like saying like to be able to be happy for these people um and I reopened the app and then I was able to like scroll through the pictures and actually genuinely be happy for them yeah I am happy and I want to be able to rejoice in other people's like you know like, you want to be able to rejoice when others are ha- or happy or appear to be happy on social media. Because, again, you can see a picture and be like, wow, they're so happy. But it's like, I, I truly hope they're happy, you know? Yeah. And so, and I feel like that's the biggest thing is being able to genuinely be happy for others. And whenever I see pictures of others being happy, I feel like nowadays I just do a little prayer saying, like, I hope they're truly happy. Like, I hope that they're genuinely and truly happy. And it's not just, like, a only this moment kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my new favorite thing to do, because, as I mentioned, like, I watch a lot of reels, is whenever I have reels, because it'll show you, like, the people that like them. Um, and at the top, obviously, if you're following certain accounts, their names will, like, pop up. Um, but if I watch certain reels, sometimes like the little bubbles, the little faces will pop up of certain people I follow Mm -hmm. and I'll see that it's like sometimes like a famous person and I'm like, Oh my gosh, stars are just like us. We watch the same reel. And then I'll be like, (laughs) wow, we're like best friends. (laughs) And I feel like that gets me excited because that shows you like they are human, even though, yeah, they're these celebrities. But they're doing literally the same thing that we are. Like, they're just, like, scrolling through reels, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, that was, like, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I, 
I think that social media has has like a really cute and like beautiful thing about it in, in the way that we can connect and share our creativity. Um, but I, I, I still feel like I travel between this like road of like having so many mixed feelings with, with it at the same time. Like, and I, I think that like, maybe it just has, maybe it's just as I'm getting older and I'm trying to figure out how I want it to mm-hmm. be in my life. How do I want to interact with it? How do I want to share? I want to be able to share authentically, but I also want to protect my mental health at the same time. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, there's just, there's, there's definitely a lot of things that I guess I have, I, I, I have like my opinions of, and maybe it's yeah. also just like that thing that I'm trying to learn <laughs> and understand of myself as I, you know, get more in tune with who I am, how I want to show up, you know, what I want to support, um, what space, you know, be being able to be okay with taking up space. Um, yeah, so I feel like social media has just been, like, one of those things that I've had, like, a love-hate relationship with, to be yeah. honest. No, and I completely, I feel like, especially with that, and my kind of, kind of final thought on that is, I definitely... So this last year, I've definitely, um, I feel like ever since becoming pregnant, I've like reevaluated my whole relationship with social media Mm -hmm. because I like, it does shift your perspective. I feel like when anything major happens in your life, it kind of shifts your perspective, whether it's becoming a parent or entering a new era or just any, any life change, especially like for me, at least it, um, like this altered my whole view and relationship with social media because then I was just continuously thinking like what do I want to share and how much is too much and like I I don't agree like again everybody has their parenting styles but I don't agree with like the parents that go on social media to like show their kids tantrums and stuff like that because you wouldn't want someone posting a video of you on social media like crying or having like a raw moment in your life where you're very upset you know yeah but um yeah and I feel like once I had Everett it was just kind of like what do I want to share do I even want to share pictures of him on social media like what kind of avenue do I want to take and even like starting to share pictures of him it was just kind of like okay well I want to be able to to share pictures of him like with family and friends and then um from deciding to actually share pictures of him like my account was always public and I feel like I started getting likes on certain stories from like these random weird accounts and ever since that happened um I was like yeah no I don't feel comfortable with like me and my family being out there and like random people that I don't follow or accept like being able to see all this so I made my account private and then like going through my list and like seeing different accounts that I didn't like approve of and removing them and I feel like going through that process and feeling better of like being able to post certain things you know yeah and um and I feel like people should be feel more empowered to do those things because I feel like um 
if there's other people out there that want to share things of their babies and they feel uncomfortable doing so, like maybe taking those extra steps of like maybe removing literally everyone and just yeah. like making it just your family yeah, um, and doing something like that. But I did that because it made me feel more comfortable. Um, and I also just like now when people like request to follow me, I like look into their account before accepting it. Like, if it's just, like, a random dude, and I'm like, why? Why do you need to see pictures of my son, you know? Yeah. But but if it's, like, I don't know, like, I've gotten uh, requests from, like, moms or, like, mom workout channels, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And so, like, with those, I feel comfortable. But if you have, like, zero followers, zero this and that, and I'm like, nah, we're not playing. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I feel like everybody should just every so often kind of reevaluate their relationship and in the era that they're in, whether it's like a manifestation era, healing era, whatever era you're in and just like reevaluate the relationship you want to have. Because even in my 30s, I was like, what kind of relationship do I want with social media? Do I want to depend on it a lot? Do I want to this or that? Um, Yeah. Now I'm in my ramble area. (laughs) no I completely I agree yeah I mean just yeah I mean this entire episode of course is filled with our opinions and everybody's gonna have them and I mean I'm always curious to kind of see how others are feeling in this time Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that they're different at different ages so I mean this is just things that I definitely depended on social media back in the day and I posted everything like when you get those day like this this time 10 years ago yeah. and like I'm like writing like about to go to Panera Bread and like have <laughs> the best soup and then like gonna like hashtag grab groceries and like living your best oh life <laughs> and you're like what what was this person like and I just I have so many of them so like now it's just I want to show up and how I want to show up and how it makes me feel good and I also don't want to feel guilty if I'm sorry you messaged me on social media and I didn't see it until weeks later I just I am consuming it in a way that feels good for me and my mental health and you know I'm all about trying to you know just try to take care of me in the best way so we always love to hear what you guys think um you know this is not at all this is not about shaming or judging this is just like us sharing our opinion and where we are and where we find ourselves in this life and this moment right now from the parenting options to the way that we view social media. And um, so as always, you know, we're going to do some posts about this episode. So drop us some comments, interact with us, send us messages, share us your thoughts on it and share also what do you want to see from us next? Um we're always looking for new ideas from you guys. And again, just like, thank you for being here and listening with us and sharing with us. Um, and we are so uh, appreciative of you guys. Yes. A hundred and ten percent. And yeah, we love you all. And thank you. And we hope you had fun. You had a good laugh. We made your Monday a little brighter. <laughs> um, and then just as Shell said, keep up with us. And also, um, don't forget to mark your calendars and pick out your favorite onesies for our next episode drop because it's going to be a night to remember.